I'd been meaning to put up our interviews and all these other special talks uh, about catch wrestling up on some sort of uh, podcast platform, and I'd actually been looking around, and um, now I think Anchor.fm is uh, probably one of the best bets for you. Uh, you the inter- user interface has actually gotten much better. Um, it's free. They also have all these different tools, that, which I think work much better than they used to, uh, to edit and everything, so you can uh, put up a nice podcast, which we'll get more into later, so hopefully everything gets smoother later on. Um, also, they distribute your podcast for you, so it shows up on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, everything like that, and you can also get sponsorships. So uh, go ahead and check it out. The Catch Wrestling Alliance, where we keep real wrestling alive. Uh, that has always been our goal from the beginning. Uh, we're not about um, like trying to pass off jujitsu or anything as catch wrestling. So even though I have a lot of experience uh, doing jujitsu and uh, even teaching at, a, at jujitsu academies and stuff, um, that's not what I show you here. I don't try to pass off uh, the fake stuff. Um, so we're all about the real thing here and we're all about preserving the real thing. So, uh, that's always been our goal. And so hopefully you guys appreciate that, uh, because I like catch wrestling. I like the, the real thing. Uh, I think the real thing, uh, is very interesting to watch. Uh, just like, you know, if you guys check out our matches on our, on this channel, on our YouTube channel, um, they're really some of the best, um, you know, the best matches you can really find out there. So, uh, with that being said, I guess you can tell that I like authentic catches, catch can wrestling. Uh, and so we're trying to make sure that it, it continues, on, continues on into the future. So hopefully you guys feel the same way. Um, so with that being said, let's go ahead and let's try to talk a little bit about the history, like what's going on. And, um, so what are we seeing nowadays so we'll kind of like um uh talk about what's happening nowadays and then how it kind of uh evolved into the situation we have now so what's going on now is that like recently there's been quite a few high profile uh, matches uh where we have amateur wrestlers especially u.s amateur wrestlers who um you know are olympic quality olympic level amateur like freestyle and folk style wrestlers competing in professional uh nogi grappling matches and just getting submitted some people some of them got submitted like very very fast less than a minute or sometimes even but like less than 30 seconds or so so uh why is that right um let's go ahead and give a little bit more of a of a nuanced picture so like i've gone to several of the of the NCAA wrestling finals, um, you know, like there, a lot of work goes into uh, competing at the Olympics or trying to compete at the Olympics or trying to compete at the NCAA uh, wrestling finals, right? So um, you can't take away that, right? Like all the hard work put in, but um, is is it like completely comparable to, uh, or is it going to be, uh, beneficial for you if you're going to be doing grappling, right? Especially professional grappling. Well, um, there's definitely big gaps uh, in the game, right? So it seems like amateur wrestling 
or this whole kind of top-down approach can definitely help out in an MMA situation where you can uh, see if you can get someone down and stay on top of them and then like strike until uh, you know until you get that TKO or whatever. Um, so there, there's that, right? Because you still have wrestlers doing like much more damage. And uh, jujitsu in MMA has kind of uh, fallen in, in, in importance. Um, so especially nowadays, like uh, MMA organizations, especially some of the larger ones, they, they definitely value the striker over the grappling type person um, who's trying to submit people. Uh, so they really want to um, like sell tickets. And it seems as though, especially at least in the American, um, the American markets, like Americans really enjoy uh, seeing these knockouts, right? So maybe uh, our audience isn't the most educated, I guess, whereas like, you know, you hear a lot of the fighters talk about uh, competing in other countries, especially countries like Japan, where uh, they appreciate the grappling as well. Uh, they basically just appreciate the the art and the, the hard work um, that the athletes have put in. So uh, they're not necessarily like screaming out, to the ref to stand them up if, if it goes to the ground and stays on the ground for too long. So there is that difference there. Um, but with that being said, there's a growing popularity in no-gi grappling, especially pro no-gi grappling. So we're having no-gi events uh, like almost every weekend now. Um, you can find them you know, online, uh, different, uh, different organizations um, that are, are airing them. So, um, but what's happening is that because that's growing, then we are seeing some amateur wrestlers uh, getting into these matches and then like getting submitted, right? Um, so that like basically, I want to kind of talk about um, how amateur wrestling evolved so far away from catch wrestling because these what you have to know if you don't know already is like the two main amateur styles. Right, at least from the United States, right? So we have the folk style and then the world uh, style, which is freestyle. They both have their origin in catches, catch can wrestling. Uh, freestyle used to be called amateur catches, catch can uh, until they changed the name, which I think is kind of appropriate, but it's kind of appropriate because immediately they uh, took out the submission holds. So they barred the submission hold, and then it was all about pins, but then they started adding points and uh, time limits, and um, which I guess is kind of understandable in a way, so that so that um, if you have a tournament like the Olympics, that these tournaments can um, end in a reasonable amount of time, right? But now it's like the time limit is so short that it's it's almost like they just don't even want to have it, right? They, they, um, they, they'll do whatever to make sure that these events and these matches are done in the one meeting. There's no real uh, extending of the time, right? It's very short. Um, so anyway, with that being said is that, so like because of all these rules or the addition of all these rules, that means that uh, like the way of winning changes over time, right? So they're not, cognizant of submission holes because there are none right uh which i think is the main detriment in what you're seeing in uh, these pro grappling competitions right so uh these guys 
train so hard, you know, and they're, they're really great athletes, but because their techniques are uh, not cognizant of submission holds, then there's that big, big hole, right? That's uh, ultimately harming them, right? Uh, not necessarily um, harming them where they get injured and have to um, uh, get surgery or something after their grappling matches, but it's harming them in that uh, they might be jumping into some technique or committing to a technique and then getting submitted, right? Um, or not knowing how to get out of a technique once, like say, like getting out of a leg lock uh, as someone is uh, kind of uh, like trying to put it on or trying to make it more secure. Uh, and that's a big problem. And um, so what is my main point? Catch wrestling uh, is the main thing. So authentic catches catch can has always been cognizant of the the submission holds while you're wrestling. Like say while you're trying to pin the person, um, it always had leg locks. Um, so uh, the, that's one of the reasons why we're trying to keep real wrestling alive, right? So also for those of you um, who like are kind of on the bandwagon of like oh jujitsu is better than amateur wrestling. Uh, just know that it's kind of like a false argument because the wrestling you're seeing now or what a lot of people uh, are calling real wrestling is indeed not real wrestling. So it is, in fact, wrestling, right? But it is not the father style. You can consider it's like the safe style that was that was made for children uh, to make sure they're not um, you know, harming themselves. Um, and so it's still like real, like you can learn a lot of great things about it and from it, right? A lot of great fundamentals, uh, but ultimately it's not the whole picture, right? But you get more of the whole picture minus the striking, right? From catches, catch, can wrestling. So that is like ultimately the, the main point that I'm trying to kind of get across here. Hopefully whoever is watching or, um, you know, or whoever's a fan of, of even amateur wrestling, hopefully they can kind of see that, you know, there's, if they're, especially if they're following, uh, the Nogi grappling stuff where a lot of their heroes are getting submitted and submitted quickly, um, that I hope that can change, but then what you're going to see or what we're seeing is that like, uh, I think because jujitsu is so dominant nowadays, it's kind of like the main, it is not kind of like, it is like the mainstream grappling style. Um, uh, you, we're seeing these amateur wrestlers instead of going to catch wrestling, since there are so few authentic catch wrestling instructors in the world, they're going to jujitsu or chances are they never even heard of catch wrestling, right? Um, hopefully a lot of the amateur wrestlers from Iowa have heard, <laughs> have heard of catch wrestling because, uh, many of the biggest proponents of catch wrestling, uh, you know, were from Iowa and even, um, the coach from university of Iowa, uh, it was like a couple years ago. Uh, they, he got uh, interviewed on ESPN where, um, like he ended up bringing up Frank Gotch and catch wrestling and stuff, you know, really briefly, but at least like, I know that he knows, I know the brands brothers. So the coaches of like the coach and assistant coach of university of Iowa, they, they know about the history. Um, but that also brings me to another point is that a lot of people who might be aware of the history or might be in high level, uh, amateur wrestling, they're still not, uh, they, they're still not doing catch wrestling. And it doesn't mean that they know 
uh, catch wrestling also. And so another thing that we're kind of seeing is that um, a lot of people are even commenting uh, on some of our social media posts about like, oh, well, they're, they're naming all these pro wrestlers as well. So these modern pro wrestlers, and they're saying that, oh, because they have some link to someone who is maybe more considered a legit catch wrestler, then um, then they are, that means that they're almost kind of inferring that that means that anybody who does pro wrestling knows catch wrestling. That's also not true, right? Um, and I've, I meet more and more pro wrestlers. And, um, you know, I've even had one, one of the best pro wrestlers that I know, who's a woman whose name's Jennifer Thomas. Uh, I did have her uh, on this channel, uh, it was like a few years ago now, uh, because she's done uh, pro wrestling for the longest time. She's actually very, very excellent. And, you know, she'll tell you herself, it's like, no, you're not learning catch wrestling while you're doing pro wrestling training. And there are plenty of stories where uh, back in the day uh, in pro wrestling, you know, there's different circuits or there's different regions in pro wrestling where, uh, uh, you know, they would have like their own leagues and all that. And um, so there's history of people who didn't want to lose, um, you know, even though it's predetermined and um, they're supposed to lose, they would still try to uh, win. And so then it becomes like a real grappling competition. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that these people uh, knew catch wrestling. They, you know, they knew some some wrestling as well, um, but doesn't mean that uh, catch wrestling is alive through pro wrestling. That's just not the case. It's not true whatsoever. And so, um, uh, like, just try to get that out of your mind, right? And so the goal, or at least, like, the dream would be that um, a lot of these amateur wrestlers, if they're willing to learn catch wrestling, then they could more better assimilate the wrestling with the grappling, with the submission holds, right? Because uh, they already have, say like an amateur wrestler would already have a different point of view, a different perspective, a different approach uh, to grappling, more of that top-down approach. So if you have that top-down approach and you understand all the different ways to get submission holds from a top-down approach, catch wrestling is going to be much easier to assimilate or much easier to uh, transition into as opposed to a lot of the uh, jiu-jitsu holds or a lot of the jiu-jitsu submissions where a lot of people do want to be on their back uh, on the bottom. Uh, but we're seeing even even so it's like, um, yeah, there's a lot of great people who are good at getting submissions from the bottom. But then there's also a lot of instances where, say, like we even have that top coach, right, John Danaher, talking about pinning or basically, you know, keeping that pressure on the person so you can set up your submissions, right? So basically keeping someone in place, and then you can move around that uh, that pin, right? And you can set up all kinds of submission holds. So uh, you're having the top coaches or the, the, the top coach, the super famous coach in grappling, talking about the benefits of kind of this top-down approach. Um so why not look into that instead of getting someone who uh, is used to having a top-down approach, like an amateur wrestler uh, who doesn't know submission holds, and then you you know you should have them get into the same kind of top-down approach from catch wrestling in particular or authentic catch wrestling. Um, none of the show hold stuff, like none of the pro wrestling stuff, 
you really want to show stuff that's really efficient and really you really got to know a lot of the fundamentals and like the the kind of like the principles of these techniques this whole kind of push pull type thing with a lot of our submission holds or like the double wrist lock stuff the even the neck crank stuff because i'm seeing more and more neck cranks uh like you know we have like the really famous what conor mcgregor neck crank uh where he submitted to khabib in that match um it really shouldn't submit anybody um uh, and even too like when i roll um i i i train every week at a 10th planet west la here in los angeles um you know i i am seeing people trying to do more neck crank stuff not necessarily because of me but you're seeing i think because you're seeing it in um other matches where people are submitting to these really poorly executed neck cranks so then if someone tries to do it on me it's like they have to give up because it's just not they're just not doing it right um so if you know like it's like there's a right way to do these things and because there's so few uh, authentic catches catch can practitioners then you know people are getting by by doing things uh like inefficiently and uh less with less uh uh pain right or less uh uh less accuracy um but um, just imagine the world if uh, if they're able to to do things properly All right it would be a much better world right <laughs> um but i think also we'd have um even more really cool uh catches catch can matches um uh, that you'd be i think more people would be interested in that as well um like personally i think we are getting people into um submission only events and stuff so i think that's i think that's really great and that also will i believe it will help people better understand catch wrestling as well because there's no points right so i think right now since uh, the the sub only tournaments are growing uh i think we're going to have this demand for people to like if they if they're if they're just going to watch an event they're they're not going to want to watch an event where it's like someone wins by points you know they they're really going to be more interested in uh these kind of sub only matches where maybe if it goes the whole distance then um you know then they can kind of uh, accept like these decisions like what, what this is what happens in um in a lot of these no gi matches where it's like if if it does go the full time whoever's the most dominant um like competitor will win the match um that's a, that's basically how we do it in our events as well you have a 20 minute time limit and um um you know whoever if, if it it's very rare that someone doesn't get a pin or submission within the 20 minutes but when it does then we 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 give the decision to the most dominant uh wrestler at that time actually hold on one second here i forgot to plug in my my computer yeah, let me just plug it in real quick because the battery is uh, already gonna die here so all right one second let's get that in there all right okay cool all right okay so hopefully i made my point i don't believe that uh, amateur wrestling is enough uh you, you can't you can't be doing like grappling uh, like nogi grappling without learning catches catch can wrestling I, I believe that's really one of the best styles for uh submission only 
you know, I, I don't really want to give away people's identities and all that, but, you know, even uh, I'm training, you know, people privately who are uh, into the, basically they've, they've rolled with me and all that. So then they see the, the benefit of catches, catch can wrestling and no gi uh, submission only grappling. So, you know, I'm training a bunch of people as well. Um, so you'll be seeing more, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait uh, before, um, you know, before we let their identities be known and, you know, it's all about keeping, uh, keeping the privacy there. Um, okay. Let's get to some of your questions. Let me know if I was clear. I, I personally don't believe that, um, amateur wrestling is enough. The thing that annoys me about amateur wrestlers is where, especially if one is, uh, uh, really arrogant. So that's kind of what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of arrogant, uh, amateur wrestlers, uh, just get what's coming to them really. Cause I mean, they're, they, um, um, they think they're so, they think they're so great without, with just knowing a small sliver of what grappling is. Right. And also jujitsu knows again, I, I believe perhaps a, maybe a bigger portion of what grappling is because of all the submission holds. Um, so, so since amateur wrestling, so folk style freestyle in particular, um, they keep adding more and more rules. Then it keeps, it's almost like they keep losing more and more of a, of that of that big pie, right? Uh, so there's that. So go ahead and uh, comment in the in the in the comment section. Let me know in the chat so I, I can totally see it here. So let's go and get to a couple of the comments here. All right, Thea D. Hi, catches catch can is my favorite style of wrestling. Even though I'm not trained, every time I see amateur or Greco Roman versus BJJ, they always out wrestle the BJJ but leave their limbs out and expose themselves to submissions. Yeah, so true. This is basically what I'm talking about right now, where it's like, yeah, and and, and it's like, um, it's almost like you, there's like no excuse now. So it's like there's um, there's instances where you might say, it's like, oh, this person isn't the highest level uh, amateur wrestler, right? But then now we're having really high level amateur wrestlers competing in Nogi and just getting sub subbed real quick, like leg locks or... Uh, I think we've seen a few that are leg locks that are jumping to the top of my head, but um, so it's like almost like there's there isn't an excuse so much anymore. And we do have the instance of what Nicky Rod, where uh, he's not the highest level wrestler, but I think be, it's almost like it, it benefited him to not be a high level wrestler, uh, so that he can then I guess maybe be more open minded to incorporating. Uh, a lot of the submissions and stuff that he learned from John Danaher, right? So um, that's why he was able to do so well uh, at ADCC as a blue belt, right? Um, so it's almost like uh, you got to kind of be a little bit more humble. I personally don't like it when people of of any sport are really uh, too arrogant, right? Uh, just It's almost like let's just have matches and kind of see how it goes, right? So... Um, uh, so that's it's almost like a, let's let the better skilled person win. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't necessarily, um, um, you know, so, you know, I, there, there's like I said, it's like, it's like there's a big there's a big pie and of all of grappling, and uh, you know, you really want to try to understand the principles that will let you understand the the whole pie and not uh, just a sliver. And you don't, you don't want to be giving up more and more of the of that understanding. Um, so, uh, we can see there's like, 
when you add more rules, like say like the Olympics, always adding rules or I'm basically trying to get rid of wrestling. Um, uh, so then you're going to see people who want to be competing still. They still want to represent their country. They still want to uh, get that medal. Uh, then they'll, they'll just be focused on those rules. Uh, and then that's really uh, doing a disservice to them. If afterwards, after they stop competing for the Olympics or, or to try to get to the Olympics, if they want to try to continue in competition, if, if they consider grappling, then it's almost like they're setting themselves back uh, because then they're going to have to incorporate so much more uh, into their style. Because it's like it's almost like you, you focus so much on doing one thing, um, like hammering one nail, but then all of a sudden, uh, after that's done, uh, you know, if you want to continue competing, like everyone else is doing so much more, right? So then you have to then start learning these other things. So it's like almost like you, you've set yourself back time-wise where you could have been training all these other things. Okay, Thea D, um, how do you feel about a bridge hip heist? Back into facing your opponent. Yes, um, that's uh, it's basically what I what I recommend for side control. Uh, yeah, the only reason why you're inside control is because uh, you, you're allowing yourself to stay there. The bridge and hip heist, uh, they work every time. Uh, yeah, so you might end up in different positions. You might not end up facing the person, depending on, say, like uh, my training partners. You know, they kind of get used to me doing some things. Uh, I I still always get out, but maybe they're they'll they'll try to counter something because they they might they they rolled with me enough, so then they they want to try to uh, counter what I do to them. All right, so then they they think of all these different kinds of things, which I think is great because then it helps me to uh, then try to counter their counter. Right, so. Um, yeah, so it won't always be the same. Like the the what you're saying, it's like you you might not, depending on like the level of your partner, you might not always end up in that same position. But it's still really one of the best escapes for side control. Blanche Ramirez, thank you for your perspective and history of catches catch can. You're very welcome. Thank you for watching. Thea D, how? Catches catch can different from amateur besides submissions, like how the wrestling fundamentals are different, like uh, like an approach to takedowns. So an approach to takedowns basically leaves you like uh, it doesn't necessarily leave you open to the choke, like a lot of the amateur styles do. Um, there, there's a lot of different um, approaches that. Um, I don't know if we can kind of like see it, like, or let me see how, how I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. It's like, um, ultimately, um, you, you still are kind of thinking of the pin, but you realize that there's so many other submission holds and there's so many other vulnerabilities that you could have that could leave you open to submission holds that you take into consideration as you approach the your opponent, right? So I think that's a good way to, talk about it um uh, because so say like in amateur wrestling since there's points as well the catch wrestling doesn't have points and if you go to if there's someone trying to put points in catch wrestling it's, uh, please laugh in their face and don't support them because that's just ridiculous uh, because you see what will happen is what happened with freestyle and folk style where it's like if you add points then you'll get people gaming the system right 
so they if if a if a takedown is two points, right? And if you go around and take the back of someone, then what it's like an extra points, you know. So then uh, uh, you're gonna get people just doing these things and maybe letting someone go, and uh, then trying to set it up again where you both stand up and then you get someone tries to get the takedown again, or say like uh, what what can happen in IBJJF competitions where it's, yeah same thing about takedowns. Uh, there's been some even high level uh, black belt competitions where it's like if someone gets a takedown right at the beginning uh, and then they stall the whole time, right? They, they just basically try to push the other person off, push the person off, uh, kind of run away and kind of uh, engage minimally or just all defense, right? Just uh, maybe protecting yourself and having your, your arms crossed at your neck and then not allowing the, the person to uh, get some kind of uh, submission hold or whatever, but you're not really the aggressor as well. You just you were just the aggressor that one split second when you got the takedown, you got the points. Um, what's happened to actually uh, one of the black belts that I know? Um, he lost a match because of that because uh, the person just got the takedown right at the beginning and then just cruised and like just you know like uh, like I said like they just kind of like sealed up and really did nothing uh, for the rest of the time. Right until the time was up, and then they won by points. So you're going to see these types of things uh, happen with point systems, right? Doesn't mean that uh, you know people don't try to game the system when there's sub only or pin or submission only, um, but uh, I think it's still still better than having a point system because it's just it's just ridiculous, you know. Like um, uh, you'll you'll have people talk about like. Um, you know, losing only by one point or or even in IBJJF where they talk about advantages where it's like, you, you know, you might be tied in points and then someone maybe did a little thing that they considered to uh, show that they had a little bit more of an advantage over their opponent. Um, and just imagine losing to not even a point, right? It's just an advantage. It's just like a something that they believe uh, showed that you had an advantage over, that, uh, your, over your opponent. Uh, that's like... A, needless is needless suffering right on the person who lost because uh it wasn't a submission it wasn't a pin uh they you know there's and this is why it's like uh it becomes um a little bit out of that realm of of reality and that um say like in a in a real fight even if you're on the bottom you can still try to fight your way out or in a real catch wrestling match even though you're on the bottom you can still try to fight your way out so um time limits and all that stuff are, are and points and stuff are pretty meaningless um especially if you want a little bit more realism all right so that's kind of what's what's happening or, or hopefully you can kind of uh, see that and hopefully that answered your question about some of the differences between amateur wrestling and uh catch as catch can um because yeah they unfortunately they're they're um getting further and further apart over the years Sometimes it's like a uh, like amateur wrestling is become becoming kind of like a speed wrestling, where it's like who can get that takedown, who can get these points, and um, that's unfortunately, um, yeah, you, you'll still see some some pins and stuff, um, but really there's just such a short amount of time to get the pin, so it's really kind of like a point system or a point game now, uh, which is really unfortunate because a lot of people think that these styles are like. Well, this is what the Greeks or this is what's been done. This is this is what's been done for generations and whatnot. But uh, it's not true. They don't realize that these styles are relatively new, right? 
they're they're really not that old uh so which i think you know it kind of goes back to some of the arrogance as well because then what i've seen is like even talking to you know i talked to tons of people and you'll, you'll talk to say even uh, different coaches and stuff who who coach folk style or freestyle and it's like they seem to be very pro uh these styles these amateur styles and i think because they don't really understand their history um then they think that those styles are like like the real the real deal or it's like the, or what's been done for thousands of years it's like no it, it hasn't been done that you know that way and uh you know the submission holes are real and uh um you know they're they're part of the they're part of wrestling as well thea d i like it i like it too thank you thea <laughs> um yeah, so actually we got a, an announcement, something that oh, I should have prepared, maybe like a, a little picture or something. Um, so I've been doing some consulting work for a comic book. It's an upcoming comic, so it is called Milagro. That's the name of the main character. Uh, it's this really cool idea where uh, the hero is a, uh, you know, a luchador. So it's like a pro wrestling, uh, pro wrestling from Mexico. And, you know, where they wear the mask and stuff. And he seems to basically he, he's that's his background. He's a um, pro wrestler, but he also uses catch as catch can wrestling to like fight the bad guys, you know, when he's out of the ring. So um, it's, a, it's a really cool concept. And so they brought me on uh, to be part of their team to um, consult on the fight scenes as well to make them more realistic and um, to show the artists, how, how a lot of these authentic catches, catch can techniques are done. So I guess like uh, kind of talking earlier about like pro wrestling, not being like, not being a way to, to show that uh, someone knows catches, catch can wrestling. All right. But in this case, this character uh, knows the real thing and just happens to, and this is kind of what happened though too. Like right when, uh, right in the early 1900s, when uh, professional wrestling was going the, the way it did to where all the match where a lot of like nowadays all the matches are predetermined um so when it was going that way then um there were a lot of authentic or you know legit wrestlers who um who were in there and they had to learn they, they had to learn pro wrestling they had to learn uh to go along and kind of make things look more interesting even though it wasn't realistic so you had real people doing the predetermined stuff so in a way this is the the character the main character named milagro um or milagro i don't <laughs> i don't know how you would pronounce it uh it, with the non-accent but it's it's a real cool name uh, uh i think it's kind of an uncommon name because it means like miracle in spanish um but yeah the the fight scenes will definitely be much more realistic uh because of me right <laughs> so uh, maybe i'll try to put a link in the in the description because what they did is it's actually um uh these the artists um have worked on other comics in the past and they put them out and um now it's going to be a um uh i guess through kickstarter so uh that just launched today so oh, i should have uh, put the link in the i'll put it later um but 
anyway, it, it, the artwork looks great. I think you 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 should be able to see on this channel, on our YouTube channel, uh, one of the shorts that I just put out. I think it was like on Friday. Um, you can see some of the images from it. They look really good, really well colored, uh, really well uh, illustrated. Um, and you know, you'll be able to see more of the fights um, once it comes out, right? So I think the first, like, if, like, once you know, if the, if, you know, you guys are uh, free to uh, uh, fund the Kickstarter, but I think it's going to be like a seventy-page uh, comic, so you're going to get a lot of story in there. All right, so let me get back to some of your questions here, uh, Takero man. Have you seen the Warriors show on HBO? Uh, they have a grappling scene that you could possibly break down. Um, I haven't. I have, I'll check it out. Uh, Adriano Ramos, Nacho Libre. Uh, no, nah, not exactly like Nacho Libre, but um, actually more realistic. More realistic. Um, but it should be fun nonetheless. The story seems to be really cool. Um, uh, you know, so not not like a comedy. Okay, Takero man. What defensive principles do you think are vital in catch wrestling? Um, our defense position, like the ref position, I guess. If we're talking about defense, say like uh, my coach Billy Robinson, he called the the like what we call ref referees position in the United States. Uh, he would call it a defensive position or a defense position uh, because that's what it is. So it's like uh, you, for people who are only familiar with jujitsu, it's kind of like the turtle position, um, but just not so balled up. You know, you can kind of open yourself up a little bit so uh, action can happen instead of just like balling yourself up like a what like a like an armadillo or whatever and uh, waiting waiting things out. No, um, in wrestling, referee's position can be much more dynamic. Uh, so, so you can still like protect yourself, but then do a lot of counters. So that's a, that's one thing that I, I really try to teach, uh, in my classes as well. So I, I personally think that's really vital. Takero man sounds like a fun comic book. Yeah, I think it should be. I think it should be. Um, yeah, yeah. So hopefully everything works out and, um. You know what I what I want to try to do is uh, bring on the 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 author the story uh, the story writer for the for this comic, uh, so you guys can hear straight from the horse's mouth uh, what it's all about. Uh, Takero man, what are the name of the creators of the comic you're referring to? So it's a few guys. So let me try to. It's three guys in particular. So let me go ahead and try to pull it up because um, I'm more familiar with one of them. And let me see here. So I just shared the link on the on our social media, um, like on all our, like a Facebook and our Twitter and stuff. So let's see if, um, so let's see if I can kind of get the, the names of all the, the creators. So you can kind of see here, this is the, I don't know if you can see from the image here. This is what the Kickstarter looks like. Um, Matt Strackbean is um, is one of the uh, the artists. Let me see. Guillermo is uh, the the writer. 
And uh, so it says it should be a 70-page full-color contemporary fight comic told in the grindhouse noir style of traditional luchador pop culture. So it should be pretty good. I don't. I definitely don't know the whole story because uh, you know I'm 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 there to help out with the fights. Um, but what I've seen so far looks great. Um, yeah. So Guillermo and Matt, and there's one other man. Um, but yeah, so basically like two artists and the, the story writer, uh, who's Guillermo. And so I think what I'll do is I'll try to get Guillermo on, uh, hopefully this week even. So we can talk about it because it just launched, um, today. Um, and so, yeah, I've definitely showed, I, I've put the link on uh, our Facebook page and our Twitter. Uh, so let's see what we can do. Um, I'll try to put it in, in, in the description below here. Thea D, are you going to show all your moves or keep some secrets? Um, uh, I don't know. We showed actually like on on our YouTube channel, we've have like hundreds of videos, so we've shown a lot of moves. Um, but I think there's still still more, right? So if you definitely want to learn the whole picture, then I would recommend joining our CWA Academy. That's through our website. Uh, catchwrestlingalliance.com. Uh, you know, love to have you there. We also have a chat room that I'm trying to build up even more, so where our members can ask more questions directly. Um, so you can get you know more direct answers. Uh, we can devote a little bit more time to you specifically. Um, so we have uh, it's really cool where it's like just as you if you were to join, we have two fundamentals courses on there, and then we have uh, one course from my good friend, the other uh, authentic coach from the East Coast, John Strickland. Uh, he came out to LA and we filmed a lot of the principles uh, from him as well. Uh, and we have other courses on there that you get automatically where it's like a, we kind of go over some of the principles of strength training as well for uh, catches, catch can wrestling. Uh, so you get a lot there. And then once you uh, pass all those classes where basically we want you to do um, like the fundamentals and then I want you to submit a video of you doing the fundamentals techniques and then I give you access to uh, more advanced uh, techniques and then once you practice and you kind of show me that you're proficient in all these then you'll get access to even more advanced techniques because uh, there are certain principles again so it's, it's like um you might have, um, say, you take, for example, uh, say a really famous technique, like say John Smith's low single technique. If you, I, I don't know, if, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be, it's one of my favorite techniques, but uh, hopefully you guys can kind of picture that. But say like if you do, we'll just say you do a takedown, a single leg takedown. Um, there's so many things that you can from that. So, so, so basically you got to learn all these principles so um, we try to show a lot of the fundamentals stuff. And then as you advance, we try to show a little bit more uh, follow-throughs, uh, but ultimately trying to show the principles of catches catch can wrestling so that you can uh, like be more flexible when you're actually like rolling or right? when you're actually in a match or training with your partner. Uh, so that uh, I think, like I mentioned earlier, where it's like uh, even though you're inside control and you might bridge out, uh, you know, like if someone's really savvy or they've rolled with you several times and they might try to counter you a certain way, 
or different different ways. Uh, all that stuff's good, but so then you got to have to try to keep the principles in your mind so that you can then uh, use those principles uh, when you encounter something that you're not expecting, right? So um, that that's kind of uh, the way I like to teach. That's kind of what you would uh, what you would uh, expect from our course, and you can always uh, ask questions in our chat room as well. All right. Takero Man 91, what are some good learning strategies and concepts that we can get from amateur wrestling? Uh, staying off your back is one of the best things. Uh, you can still learn some stuff from jujitsu, but you'll you'll definitely be uh, better off if um, if you stay off your back. I mean, we, we are seeing some highlight stuff where it's like, well, recently what's been circulating around online was like that buggy choke. Right, the buggy jokes are like real popular all of a sudden. Where it's like, um, you know, again, it's going to be one where uh, you are on your back and someone um, gets you inside control, and their head. But say like they get you inside control, but their head is like under your armpit. So then you you get your head over the your arm over their head, and then you reach for your leg, and then you can basically you choke someone when they're under your armpit there. Right, so you're using your whole body to wrap around their neck. And then when you grab your your leg, you can basically compress and make the the space around their neck even smaller. So in pro grappling, in pro nogi, we've seen that happen a couple times now. Uh, so everyone's talking about it, or that the, these videos are circulating a lot. Um, so there's there's some there's some things like that, but um, ultimately, you know, you want to be the one who uh, dictates everything. So being on top really allows you to do that. Okay, how do you take notes and study various tutorials and matches when it comes to grappling and martial arts? Um, it's because I, I know the fundamentals and the principles of catch as catch can wrestling, so I don't I don't really take notes. Uh, it's just, uh, does someone do things uh, from my understanding, from my perspective? And if not, is that working for them? And uh, if it is, why is it working for them? Or, um, or why... Usually, in my opinion, I say like it's obviously not working for them. But, but there's like say there's different trends and stuff, so people fall for all these different trends, and then uh, it might not be the best thing. Now, it might not be the most sound uh, techniques, uh, but you know people fall for trends all the time. Okay, let me see. Bam, bam, the Baptist. What advice would you give someone just starting out at catch coming from an amateur wrestling background? Uh, the main thing I would say is that uh, be humble, try to learn um, the submission holds um, and try to like and try to incorporate them. But um, it, you would have to almost like uh, unlearn some of the follow throughs. So um you know, like there's a lot of people who are good at countering, even in even in nogi. So you just got to be careful with these counters, especially like double wrist lock stuff. Um, so you definitely want to kind of be open minded to absorb some of these counters as well. Um, you know, that's kind of the the main thing. Okay, uh, a lot. So Richard Mann, uh, a lot of catch wrestlers can't actually wrestle according to Johnny Buck. Who was a legit D1 wrestler? Uh, is that the same guy that that got beat in uh, that one catch wrestling tournament? I think it was. Um, 
Richard Mann. So basically, uh, that's the opinion of just one person. Uh, he's definitely not um, John Strickland quality, right? So I would say learn from John Strickland. Uh, Richard Mann, catch wrestling is legit, but the problem with it isn't the art, it's the practitioners. They spend more time on the internet than they do training. Uh, yeah, I think kind of what happens is, uh, and what I've heard is that uh, we have a lot of people where uh, they they saw an opportunity to sell things. So like I kind of was talking about earlier about trends and stuff. So it's like, you, even in jujitsu, you see a lot of these people, all of a sudden they'll, they'll make their DVD or whatever, and then they'll They'll try to say, "Oh, this is a, a new, uh, a new technique or a new way to submit somebody or a new system or whatever." So that happens even with, and it happened a lot um, also with catch wrestling, where it's like uh, they try to package it somehow, and then you get people not necessarily. It's with the case of wrestling, because amateur wrestling is all over the place and it's free in schools and stuff, so that uh, a lot of people don't. Um, like they don't necessarily want to pay for wrestling. So then a lot of the stuff gets marketed to people from other styles, maybe even kick like kickboxing styles or karate, stuff like that, um, where you can kind of sell it as like a quick way to learn all these kinds of submissions and beat all the jujitsu people or whatever. Um, so uh, that's never a way to uh, uh, become proficient. And, you know, it's not like a, there's no quick fix, right? So, um, yeah, Richard, I think, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of history kind of supporting what you're saying where it's like, you, you know, so we see it in, in jiu-jitsu as well. Um, you, you probably see it in other styles, but since I'm more into grappling, you know, I'm seeing it uh, more where people kind of, uh, you know, they make up their thing, they make up their system where they try to make it seem like a, uh, some so, uh, a technique you're just like, uh, you're missing from your game and it will whatever like elevate you or whatever so whatever kind of uh, advertising gimmick they use um, uh, it'll make people like kind of take the easy way out right or like the easy way to then think that they know that they how to beat everybody oh I've seen it a lot actually in self-defense uh, this happens a lot in self-defense because I've seen this many times over the years where people will sell like their deluxe DVD thing uh, and like you like you can be any man on the street just by learning my uh, my fundamental like three technique whatever, um, and they they sell you know, um, but then like yeah, so maybe the people who buy these things aren't necessarily going to be the ones in in the gym training, rolling with all kinds of uh, people from different styles and whatnot. Um, yeah, Thea D. I like the, I like his low single. Are you talking about my low single or John Smith? I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, John Smith, uh, definitely the, well, that's why a lot of people even call it the John Smith, right? Because, um, yeah, he's the one that really brought that technique to prominence. Uh, also, he's a super, super nice guy. Um, had a chance to talk with him. Uh, it's kind of funny. We met in a uh, in the airport. And so, um, uh, super, super nice guy and, you know, really great coach, uh, can't recommend his program enough, even though that's the thing, because he actually knows a lot about the history. He's, he's a big history buff. And so, uh, showed him some submission holds and stuff. And he, he really, really liked all of that. 
Um, so um, I think he'd be more open to these, incorporating a lot of these things into um, uh, his style, right? Uh, so that's kind of, so going back to whoever, I can't remember, because all, all, all the questions are kind of uh, scrolling now. So I can't remember, sorry if I forgot your name, whoever asked the question about, um, uh, like, if you're in, coming from an amateur background, um, like what you can kind of, like what perspective you should have when going from folk style to catch as catch can. Yeah, a lot of times it's that humility or even like the, say like meeting John Smith, he was so excited to learn the historical techniques that were done a long time ago before, even before he started uh, wrestling. Uh, so it's almost like, yeah, if you can look at it, like kind of like a, a child and um, with wonder almost, right? So then I think if you, if you kind of look at it that way, then it'll probably be easier to remember, right? If this is like, if you're thinking like, whoa, this is cool. I want to, you know, I'm excited to learn this then, or excited to see what can be done from these types of holds and stuff. Um, uh, I think that will, that will uh, get you into becoming a, an authentic catch wrestler. Um, I can give you an example of one of my students who is a, a um, national champion um, judo practitioner, black belt, you know, national champion black belt judo practitioner. And what I noticed, uh, since more and more judo people uh, are coming to learn from me, um, you know, they tend to stand a little bit more upright, a little bit less like um, uh, wrestling. But the more, like over the years, he transitioned into becoming more like wrestling like right and so um i think that was like his attitude like he had a really good attitude so even though he was excellent and like a national champion he came in kind of like like humble and actually excited to learn all these really different ways of doing things so i've had i've interviewed him before um i'm gonna try to do it again um you know because I, I like all your guys's questions so um uh, so you guys seem interested. So let's try to keep keep your interest going, right? Keep that that wonderment going. Um, let me see. I guess you guys have asked a lot of questions here. Let me see where where were we? Uh, Takero man, how important is hip mobility and grappling? What exercises or drills do you do to improve your hip mobility? Yeah, stretching. If you can do yoga or whatever, or stretch after you finish your workout. Uh, that's usually the best time because all your muscles are warmed up and they're they're ready to be more e effectively stretched. So if you can hold your stretch for at least 30 seconds to a minute, um, that will be perfect, especially after you you just finish your your workout. <laughs> man, if you were able to create the perfect catch wrestler, which three practitioners would you? Uh, emulate to create the ultimate catch wrestler. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of cool things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. Uh, robot jocks. Do you think it's important to roll without pins sometimes? Um, uh, it, you can roll without marking the pins, like without having like a ref, you know, like, or even like, you know, if you roll and you kind of keep it where it's like, yeah, you like, I'm holding you down for two seconds or whatever, that's totally fine. Um, but I would want you to keep the pins in mind because that's kind of like a, like I mentioned earlier, where John Danaher is even talking about the, the, 
the pen being really beneficial for you to set up your submission holes. So think think that way. So you still want to have the, you still want to kind of, like if you're on top, you want to be using the pinning principles uh, to keep that person down, to keep them immobilized so that you can then get your submission finish, right? So don't necessarily, uh, like if, you, if, you, if you're not rolling with pins, don't just like start, you know, fighting from your back or whatever. You still want to try to uh, get out from being underneath and uh, see if you can't counter. Um, you know, try to still try to be cognizant of that of the pins and staying off your back. At least that's my opinion. That's my. Opinion. Um, Takero man, this is a good question. What are your thoughts on seeking out different coaches when it comes to grappling? Um, really don't. If you have a good coach already and you have good rapport with that coach, um, you really don't want to be, and this is a problem. So say like if you have a good catch wrestling coach, actually uh, my buddy John Strickland on the East Coast talks about this as well, where it's like you'll have, uh, say if you have an authentic catch wrestling coach that's totally legit, you can't, it's undeniable, right? And then why would you want to then incorporate all these, like go to judo and go to whatever, sambo or whatever, uh, um, you can roll with these people like, you know, like open mat and all that, but uh, you don't always need to be um, then like adding a new coach, right? So it's like um, uh, you you get more bang for your buck if you actually stick with like that one person, right? <laughs> and uh, uh, and and kind of learn from them, right? Will we get to take it a minute? Will we get more catch wrestling videos soon? Uh, yeah, I guess. Is there anything in particular you guys want to see? Just let me know. Uh, which non catch wrestling techniques have you implemented into your game from other grappling styles? Um, uh, I, I don't. I don't. If I roll a tenth planet, then sometimes I'll use uh, some of their like uh, lockdown stuff, but uh, I don't necessarily use that when I'm in my in the class where i teach catch wrestling uh you know, so sometimes i'll mess around with like the, the stuff underneath um but uh that's about it uh let me see what's going on is, is there some drama going on in the in the, in the so uh, I think I said last time, like I don't work with Jake Shannon, like uh, so, yeah, we we do completely different things. So John Strickland is an authentic coach that I work with. We work together. Uh, so that should be it. Bam Bam the Baptist. Do you think educating more amateur wrestlers about the history and origins of the sport would help catch wrestling grow? Um. Yes and no, you, you, but I think it'll be like, say, if we if you teach like a hundred people about their history, you'll still you know you'll you'll still get a low amount of people, but you'll still get some, right? So um, the education is really really important, right? Um, yeah. So so bam bam, like. I'm really happy that uh, you, you know, you've, so you, you, you said that you came from a 
amateur background and then you're getting into catch wrestling, that's great. So it's like it sounds like you already have the good mindset, right? Uh, Adriano Ramos is a Wigan Gravit a common submission in catch? What is your bread and butter submission? Um, the Gravit, or we call it the front face lock. Um, yes, very common. It's a great technique. Um, uh, I personally like, uh, you know, a lot of double wrist lock stuff. So, um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, if you can get a neck crank, I think I talked about it earlier today where it's like, uh, if you, if you know how to do a neck crank well, you'll get the submission, right? But, um, I think a lot of people aren't quite there yet. So, but people are tapping to these, these, and we did a video on it like a while back where, um, uh, like we showed you like what's kind of happening when someone doesn't do the, the neck crank well, and even though they still get the submission, right. But then how to improve it. Right. Uh, Thea D it's exciting that you met and taught him. How was your catch hand fighting different from his, uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, Thea is talking about, uh, John Smith that we didn't really, um, uh, we didn't have a, a match or anything, but um, yeah, he has he, like of of a lot of these amateur coaches. Um, his style is really really cool. Like uh, there's a lot of great things about like his approach uh, to wrestling. Um, so he kind of he's I think he's also kind of like where he gets into the match where it's like uh, he, he has more of an attacking style as well. Um, but um, yeah, ultimately, it's like uh, he has to kind of go abide by the rules. So uh, he'll be doing things that will uh, kind of go according to the rules. Taquero man, what inspired what inspired you to begin training catch wrestling? Um, the main thing was like I had done a, a lot of uh, grappling styles and kickboxing as well. Um, and when I would go to jujitsu classes, uh, it just didn't seem to fit the like kind of my understanding of grappling, where I did have a lot of top-down approach. Since I was doing Chinese kickboxing, uh, they have a lot of takedowns from standing, right? So like, catching a lot of kicks and 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 countering with slams or takedowns. Um, so uh, a lot of times when I would take jujitsu classes, uh, it um, it was like you both were sitting down or, or whatever or on your knees. So it wasn't quite like what I, um, I understood. So then I had to like search and research if there was something else because also then like amateur styles. So at this time I was, um, at UCLA, uh, and at the, at the, um, the gym there, we had a lot of like different teachers there teaching all different types of martial arts styles, which I think is great because, um, you know, how like, how rare is that where it's like at one place you have all these different martial arts styles being taught it's it's awesome right so um so i had a chance to try out a lot of different things and um except so except catch wrestling that, that's like what wasn't there but we also had amateur wrestling so you kind of got a chance to roll with some of these people but again yeah there was i still wanted some of that submission um uh, you know submissions included so eventually through the kind of researching and discovered like catch as catch can. Oh man, you guys are asking a lot of questions. Guess. Uh, hold on, let me pull this back. John Danaher pointed out the weakness in BJJ. Uh, 
what are catch wrestling weaknesses? So this is a question from Robot Jocks. Um, uh, catch wrestling has none. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily weaknesses, but um, uh, I, like I know actually we did a, a live stream about John Danaher is talking about a few of the weaknesses, right? So um, uh, like he was talking a lot about like the takedowns and uh, oh man, I wish I remembered everything. But again, catch wrestling has takedowns and they're cognizant of the submission holds. So I would say amateur wrestling definitely has more of the hole, the holes in its game uh, when it comes to grappling than catches catch can. So that's why I think I, I can't remember if it's uh, Richard Mann. Maybe you kind of mentioned um, uh, like what, um, like, uh, oh man, trying, trying to think of a lot of different things here, but it's like, um, um, we were talking about like well different weaknesses right so you'll have sorry I just totally started thinking about too many things at once let's try to back let's backtrack it oh yeah so the the weaknesses in jiu-jitsu and what are the weaknesses in the catch wrestling so catch wrestling has a lot of strengths but I think like I said Richard pointed out where it's like you have a lot of people who um who haven't spent as much time with catch wrestling um so that you know you're, you're not going to they, they aren't necessarily going to be the best example of the style. Um, but yeah, the main thing also too, it's like uh, there could be people who uh, maybe they, they don't understand how to defend against the choke. Catch wrestling has defenses against choking. So um, yeah, I think there's a, what well, from based on what John Danaher posted a few weeks ago, um, I think catch wrestling has a lot of strengths and a lot of the strengths are what Dan her considers to be the weaknesses of jujitsu. So I don't know. It's an interesting question. Maybe we'll talk about it more in depth next time. Richard Mann, what belt are you in jujitsu? Well, over 10 years. So around the, <clears throat> around the uh, time I was at, at uh, UCLA. So over 10 years ago, uh, I got a blue belt. And then, like I said, um, I was then still researching better or like something that fit me better right, or my point of view better. So then I abandoned jujitsu and uh, did catch wrestling for over 10 years. And um, so now I'm, I'm just rolling at uh, 10th Planet. The guy who gave me a blue belt, he moved to um, England. I'm not England. He moved to uh, Germany. And unfortunately, he passed away. He was one of the uh, one of the early uh, Brazilians who moved to Los Angeles uh, from Brazil to kind of spread uh, catch wrestling, his, and sp spread jujitsu. His name was uh, well, we called him Japa. That wasn't his real name, but uh, he was Oscar Oscar Nieves. Uh, really, really good at jujitsu, uh, and really serious about about it and doing it well. So I miss him. We were friends. And, uh, you know, even though he was in Germany, you know, we still kept in touch. And unfortunately, he passed away. So uh, that was just a few years ago that he passed away. Uh, Robot Jocks. Hulk Hogan hit a gravit on Richard Belzer on live TV to prove pro wrestling was legit. Oh, yes, yes, I saw that. on. You can find that on YouTube as well. Uh, Takero man, have you gotten any serious injuries during your grappling career? Uh, 
Uh, for some reason, I uh, I sprained my ankle a lot. <laughs> the same one, I think, because I I sprained it pretty bad a long time ago. So that one seems to the same one seems to get sprained. It's like get sprained over and over again. All right. So people asking about uh, different organizations and people that we don't work with. Um, there's usually like a, you know, like we try to, like our our uh, our logo or our, our our slogan is like keep real wrestling alive. So we try to uh, promote and work with people who we feel are the most authentic in catch as catch can. So hopefully that answers your guys' question. Um, all right. I think we got through all of your questions. So uh, if you guys can stop asking questions, <laughs> like, please stop asking questions right now so uh, uh, I can uh, you know, rest my brain for a little bit. I answered a lot. It's, bit, it's over a, an hour now. So, um, uh, But yeah, actually, go ahead and if you have any more questions, feel free to ask. But also, um, you guys brought up a lot of great uh, ideas, a lot of great uh, questions and stuff. So. Uh, go ahead and keep on asking. If there's anything you want to learn more about, uh, you know, you can put it in the comments after we're done. Uh, just know we're also um, like this will go up uh, soon on our podcast, so you can listen to it on uh, wherever you, you you get podcasts from. Uh, we're also on Twitch, uh, so um, you know we're trying to be more accessible for everybody. So you should be able to feel free to ask us questions on any of our social media, any of the platforms where we stream. Uh, just let us know. Uh, and then so you can you can join CWA Academy if you want to learn. Uh, we also are you know doing the uh, consultation for the fights uh, in the Milagro comic. So you can check out their Kickstarter. Uh, we, we posted about that on our Twitter and our uh, Facebook as well. You can also uh, support us on YouTube. Uh, you can, so say if you don't really want to learn the uh, become a catch wrestler, you can also support us through um, our YouTube channel as well. You can their memberships there, or you can just support um, you know by uh, giving a small uh, donation. Uh, but we also have on our YouTube channel more videos. If so, there's different tiers. So we have um, on the medium tier, you can um, uh, get access to lots of other videos that we have there for you so we usually have different uh, different um things that we've done so like in iowa we did this really cool presentation for um the like in the park where frank gotch used to train so we did a demonstration there uh for the people who live in that town of humboldt iowa and frank gotch's home was you know a few blocks away it was really really historic really cool uh so there's a bunch of videos like that um uh, on there, I, I showed some uh, endings, uh, so some submission endings uh, that were different from the main video that we put on the main channel. Uh, so there's a bunch of different things there. All right. Um, so let me see. Any more questions? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> okay. Um, Robot jocks uh, do more videos with my female students. They, they they're amazing. Okay, I'm, yeah, um, yeah. Ultimately, we do need more women doing the sport. Um, 
so yeah, if any women want to train or want to learn, please, please do it. Uh, Taquero Man, any upcoming catch wrestling events? Yeah, we're working on that as well. Uh, Thea D, can you can you do a toe hold with your feet instead of hands? And do you like it? A toe hold with my feet. Um, I think it just depends on the leverage. You can kind of break someone's ankle over your foot or your 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 leg or whatever. You can. You know, it doesn't have to be that figure four position. Okay, so we'll go ahead and sign off now. Um, I think I've been talking for a while, so I'm just gonna chill out my my voice and uh, my brain. Okay, so thank you very much for watching. Um, but feel free to comment to continue commenting. Thank you very much.